Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Wilburish Podcast. I'm your host, Jack Hussey, otherwise known as Tatrunk sometimes. Didn't think you were going to do that. Uh, well, I'm just keeping you on your toes. That's a rather rude interruption there was from Sebastian Stafford-Bloor, who's, who's, I think he's trying to jump in ahead of Raj Baines in being introduced, but it's not the way it works around here, Sebastian. So I'm joined as ever by Mr. Raj Baines. Hello, Raj. How are you doing? I'm fine, thank you. After Seb tried to oppress me, um, I'm, uh, I was waiting my turn politely, and I, I was waiting to be introduced. Don't say oppressed. That just sounds racial. That's terrible. I would never well, oppress I think, you. I, I, I don't think anyone brought race into this until until you, you did, Seb. Did then. But after my performance last week, I probably shouldn't. Uh, <laughs> you know, going on this one too much. You've um, brought Rush Hour on Blu-ray now. <laughs> No, I bought uh, that stand-up, you know, Raw, whatever it's called. Um, <laughs> stop, stop, stop. Delirious. Oh, dear God. Um, Chris Rock's finest hour. Ah, <laughs> uh, dear Lord. Um, right, we played Liverpool. Thoughts, lads. Hot takes. Let's let's jump straight into the footy. Seb, go on. Uh, I was happy. Look at this. Fuck, we're rusty, aren't we? Yeah, no, we, we haven't done it as a three for quite a while. Uh, I, I, I was really happy uh, after the game had finished. I thought we played really well. I um, I know that everyone's been a little bit negative because of sort of the context in which the, that draw occurred, but we were the better team. We, um, when Liverpool, I, th- I think we've talked about this in the chat group, but Liverpool were absolutely desperate to win that. You could just feel it in the crowd and the players. It's one of their That's best performances. It, it actually kind of pissed me off that as well. I know it's... Yeah, it was one of their best performances of the season. Um, and Coutinho was was brilliant. And But the thing is, is that I, um, given everything that, that happened before that game, so sort of the amount of players we had involved in England games and in, in the two England games, um, I thought we, we were, um, I thought we were excellent. We were a little bit rusty with the ball. I thought actually maybe we're a little bit overconfident defensively. Um, there's a sort of, you know, as much as I enjoy watching us, um, you know, play intricate uh, passes as an exit strategy, Kind of the the sort of old fashioned part of my personality still wants to see a centre half with his foot through the ball, um, but we were good. We were good, and um, I'm uh, yeah happy. Toby looked a little bit off the boil, but uh, I believe he was he was said to actually be ill on his international break. That it wasn't just us. Bit being, of uh, uh, gastroenteritis, I think. Yeah, he was. Yeah, so he's, yeah. He was said to be fifty fifty before that match. So you know you can. Uh, you can let him off the hook um, for that one. I think one of the things I noticed in that um, Klopp seems to be one of the first managers to actually notice how 
important must Dembele is to our team this season? Because it seemed like we had like Emre Chan and Jordan Henderson taking turns to really kind of go at him throughout the game. And I, I, we, we kind of disagreed on this, Seb, didn't we? And you said, let's save it for the pod. Oh, that, yeah. Yeah, I've forgotten about that. Yeah. I, I, I feel like Dembele was not like it was his fault. Like I say, I think he was actually being double teamed for want of a better expression. But I feel like that oh, grow kind of, up, Raj. <laughs> you it, snort with laughter it, in the background. It, it, it pushed him into a position where he, he kept the ball very well, so on and so forth. But it was almost a little bit Dembele of old. Like he was, it was a lot more sideways. He wasn't really that penetrative, should we say? Um, and I don't think that's necessarily his fault as well. I don't think Dyer helped him out no. as best he could have done. Um, but I'll put that to you, Seb, as well. I'll back that over to you. Um, well, I, I think you're right. There were a, a few occasions where he turned into trouble, but I think that was probably a product of, of what Klopp had tried to do. I mean, as you say, like there, there was very clearly an effort to um, to kind of put as much pressure on Dembele as possible. But I, I still, irrespective of that, I thought that some of the bits of play um, that involved him um, were kind of exemplified what he has become in that he's um on the road especially i think he's probably more important away from home than he is at white Hart lane because he's sort of not only is he like uh obviously excellent on the ball but he's sort of a permanently available out ball so when you know when we're when we're trying to exit from our own third and when the ball's at the feet of either a, a fullback or a center half then Bele is the one that you can give the ball to irrespective of where he's pointing and what he's facing so with his back to goal and a defender at his back and, and a, a pressing midfielder or forward at his back he can still receive the ball and he can still begin to move. And you just saw what a um forget the sort of, you know, the, the the impact on the team as a whole. I think you just saw what a good footballer he was at Anfield. Um and yeah, I mean I I take the point about Dyer. I, th- I think Dyer looked a little bit jaded. Um I think you've got to give them the benefit of that. He's he's now played an awful lot of football in a position that mm-hmm. he hasn't played in this country before. Um and that, obviously that that kind of that was evidenced by what happened for, for Liverpool's goal. But um I thought, yeah, I thought Dembele was terrific. I thought he was our best player by quite a long way. Um, and yeah, it just it, it, with it, each performance like that, I, I was actually sitting with, um, I watched the game with um, a friend of mine who's actually a West Ham fan. And um, because he hasn't really watched much of Dembele this season, naturally, um, he still has all the associations with what he was before and the kind of the sideways, slow down, um, you know, black hole type player that, um, that sort of moves went to die in. Um, and he was just really surprised. Just said, he, he, you know, he, he also thought he was our best player. And it's it's interesting to get that kind of um, that sort of neutral's perspective um, because I suppose we we see the team week to week and we see every minute of the games and and um, and see so you kind of take the evolution for granted a little bit. But it was, um, yeah, Dembélé was great. I thought. Okay, um, I now I, th- I think a player that kind of came in for a bit of criticism, Raj, was Sun um, during this game, which. I don't think it's totally unfounded, I, uh, but at the same time, I think there's a very good player there. People need to realise he hasn't had a pre-season with us. I think he'll actually be exceptional next year as well. I think there's enough promise there. Um, but do you feel that we missed Lamella, particularly his kind of tenacity in the Liverpool game? Of course we did. Um, I mean, Liverpool are one of very few sides that are sort of stylistically comparable to what we do in the, in the league. And that, to an extent, no matter how well each team plays, will sort of nullify it a little bit. Um, so to have the players who make the difference is, is going to be the key in that sort of a thing. And um, he's one of those players for us. And uh, we need him to 
to perform. Um, wait a second, I've just accidentally pressed play on my record player. And there's nothing on. So before, my needle fucking plays on rubber. This is very hashtag accidental hipster. You, you, know, you know what was about to happen there? He was about to... Uh, something crushingly uncool is about to, to start. No, there's no record but on that. You can hear, you can hear the panic in his voice. You can yeah, sort of no, like hear, I'm you know, it's the Hoosiers. Man... <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was more worried that my needle was yeah. going to go into the slip mat and break. And that's a, you know, 30, 40 quid I didn't want to spend more than maybe, maybe there's something on there. You know, the future um, heads was about to come banging out or something. The future heads, yeah. the future heads weren't bad. Fuck off. <laughs> they did a really good cover of Hounds of Love. Is this you good. doing Seb going all uh, 2016 with his uh, hashtags uh, I mean, Indie Amnesty? What was your Indie Amnesty, Seb? Uh... I, bet, I, bet, I bet you had a silk scarf. No. So, Still a blazer does. and a silk. Yeah. No, no, absolutely not. Um, uh, Probably the Libertines, actually, because um, I think we all got a little bit carried no, away. They're accept- no, they're acceptable. They were... How much heroin did you do? <laughs> no. Did no. you have winkle pickers, Seb? <laughs> You did, didn't you? I did not. No. You fucking oh, did. I, fucking I, did I, I not. could tell from that cackle. You did. No. <laughs> Winkle pickers and drain pipes. No. Calling it. Never drain pipes, mate. I never had the legs for them. No. Oh, right. To differ. <laughs> yeah, you've met me Those now. Pins yeah, I did come to London in in February in a pair of shorts. So you know, you are yeah. aware. Yeah. So. You actually went in shorts. No, I didn't actually go in shorts. I was going to say, you secretly oh, know them. A ride with a satire, Raj. I'd have gone in shorts. It's like a holiday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Close to the equator. Yeah. And a short sleeve button up shirt. Yeah. I do have a short sleeve button up shirt or two. Right. No, what what was yours, Jack? What's your indie? Yeah, I bet you've got a few. Uh, I had. Is it as bad as the girl in the kebab shop? <laughs> Which one's that? <laughs> you know. Uh, no, come on. Um, I had uh, <laughs> look how disappointed he is. Black jeans and a white studded belt. Ooh, oh, white studded belt. The white studded belt, yeah. Which I used to wear with black cardigan generally. Um, oh, cardigans! Well. I forgot when cardigans were big. Cardigans were big. Cardigans were very big. Yeah, cardigans were big. Um, did you did you go fringe? Uh, no, not really. I wasn't. It was never that much. But I I kind of did have a weird. Morrissey-esque haircut for a while as well. Which, interesting, interesting. Yeah, that was it. I think, well, I don't know. I, I Oh, God. There was some, like, I, I was known to every now and again where, like, you know, well, I still, see, I don't really think it's an amnesty. I still do it now. It's like top button up on a shirt. I'll, I'll regularly oh, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, I put a top button up. Yeah, no, yeah. no, I've never done that. Right. Yeah. No. It's not wrong with a top button. But, no. Nothing wrong with the top button unless if you're wearing a tie or no. collar. <laughs> or collar. Ca- carry what, on. Like a dog collar. What are, we, what are we going on about anyway? Right, so basically Liverpool. <laughs> Fuck Liverpool. Fuck them. Um, I do want to touch on Leicester City very briefly because you know what, right? So I've, I've had all of my negativity. Not no, no, it's not negativity. I've had my fears. My stomach's been in knots. My arsehole's been all over the shop. Whatever other vulgar expression you want to chuck at it. We were five points behind them. And oddly enough, I felt less assured then that we were going to win the league than now when we're seven points behind them. And this is primarily, I know that sounds utterly ridiculous, 
But this is primarily based on the fact that they were so pitiful against Southampton. They were. I, I, I watched that game and I thought they were actually awful. Um, and I understand this argument of people making, oh, you know, but they keep grinding out the wins, they keep grinding out the wins. They ain't going to fucking grind out wins in these remaining fixtures. Like West Ham, United, Chelsea... Sunderland away like is a bit, bit Sunderland uh, away, like yeah, then they're, they're not going to grind wins out. Like and two other things I would take from the Southampton game: for all this, they can handle the pressure. They can handle pressure. They were shitting themselves in that Southampton game. There were so many unforced errors in their general play, which was something quite new for them this season. And Mares looks fucked. Mares looks so knackered. Mm. He looks absolutely spent. Vardy doesn't, to be fair. Vardy's still going for it. But Morris looks spent. He looks like he's carrying a knock as well. I've, I've, I've got a hope, lads. If we... This is big fat man, big fat opinion. This oh, great. Is big call, Excellent. Right? Yeah. We beat... This is, this is the sole conditioner. This is the only thing I'm saying this on. We beat United and they lose to Sunderland. We're going to go on and win the league. That's, that's my call. Mm. If, it's, if both of us draw... It's anyone's guess. But if that happens, if we beat United and they lose to Sunderland, we're going to go on and win it. We will do. Because that'll knock them. I think something has to happen this weekend to them. And I, yeah. I, I think it will. I, I agree with you. I mean, I, I still, at this moment in time, I still think we're going to win the league. But if they get past, if we drop points at home and they get beyond Sunderland, we've got a bit of a problem, regardless of what happens in, in May. Because... That then the points do. I mean, we, we've got a pretty rough couple of weeks. We've got we, we've got to go to Stoke on a Monday night, and and they've got Swansea at home a couple of days later. And it's just we need we need to. Um, I don't mind as much what happens to them this week, but we need to win. Cannot yeah, cannot we, drop we points. Cannot drop points. Fuck what they're doing. Just go and win our games, and then let's see what happens. Because I agree with you. I think that um actually even before uh, Southampton, I I I can't remember what was the the last fixture before that, but I they they played um Newcastle on the Monday night. And they were dreadful. Newcastle. I mean, a, a better Newcastle team would have um, would have probably beaten. Um, and I just think it's quite telling because I think if you, I mean, we we know that they've got um, they've got Man United, Everton, and Chelsea in May. And I think I think our aim at the moment is to be in contention, be no more than three or four points behind when that happens. And that's just let's just let's put ourselves in a position to make them nervous. I think is the philosophy. Um, make sure they're aware they've got something to lose. One. Uh... One thing I will give them credit for, and a uh, good chance to plug one of Raj's latest pieces, I will have to give a shout-out to Wes Morgan, who I think is actually an absolute warrior this season, and Raj has written a very good piece about this for Umexit, so check that out. I don't know if you care to elaborate on that at this juncture, Raj, but... Last season, he was a walking clown, and like the ball would bounce in off him, off his arse, off his face. He would you know, give away stupid penalties and it, it was just a, a walking disaster area essentially it was it was full um, titus bramble yeah it? Like, it, it was terrible. That, at some points on the field it looks as if you know they should bring the curtain out and <laughs> shoot him behind it um <laughs> make him into glue um, and i'm not being harsh he was absolutely fucking atrocious but for him to have come out this season and been as good as he has been um has been fantastic for him i mean i think he's played in what the gold cup and um Something else, the uh, Copper America in the summer as well with Jamaica, and that the fact that he didn't have time to sort of go away and 
eat and, and, and you know become more rotund and the you know his fitness might have um helped him over the summer and stuff and he's managed to keep that flow going after they ended last season so well um he seems to have just you know benefited from that and he's been he's been one of their better players and obviously you know Kante Vardy and Mares are the ones who make the um the headlines with drink water but he he's been amazing as well especially given the fact that he was so much worse than the rest of them and uh his come-up's been a lot more um so he's he's sort of the the personification of Leicester at this at this moment in time good on him um did you happen to see either of you happen to see Claudio Claudio Ranieri's article that he read uh I'm, I'm yet to read it. I've seen it but I um it's in the Players Tribune isn't it it's uh, it's all very nice it's all very kind of wishy-washy and like oh this is lovely but at the same time it's like fucking i hope you not crash and burn <laughs> it's not arsenal it's not arsenal um go we need, we need yeah. to love to be the villain though like just in this situation because if, if we if we do overturn them we will be hated for it and i i, I god i'd love that i love people oh, to have I, a genuine I, I, reason I, to I, hate yeah. us just, i adore it mate I would, I would love it on that final day Seeing Vardy, Mares, all of them crying on their haunches, you know, Wes Morgan lying on his back, Claudio Ranieri trying to. Oh, I'd love like... a Wes, Wes Morgan on goal to cost them the title. That would make my year. Ranieri trying to clap and act, you know, kind of like he's above it all. Just, you know, given his post match, they've made us proud anyway, when you know he's just kind of inside. He's like, that was it. That was my last chance at a title. I love that. I love that seeing Harry Kane. Seeing Deli Ali, seeing all of them with like Spurs scarves wrapped around their heads, stop, celebrating in stop, front of the away stop, fans. Stop! 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 Mate, stop! Like, no, 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 no! Don't. That's 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 not. Stop that right now. No, I'm no, 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 mate. Because it's just no. That's teasing. Yeah. That's, Have you taken whatever Seb's been taking the past few before? The, the, the thing is, it's. I think it's okay to talk about winning the title. To start describing what it would look like, that just makes me yearn. That's not fair at all. Stop the Tied ar- scarves around the wrist, around the head, Seb, you know, doing Pla- that silly, like, dad dancing. That Players they, carrying know. their children. I don't know why you're doing this to, as if, like, Seb's going to be the one who's going to be the most emotionally crushed out of his junk. <laughs> he will be. You're going to need counselling. We're going to wake I'm up to sort of 40 WhatsApp messages. do anyway, so, you know, it's, a, it's going to, oh, God, Liverpool are winning. Uh, um, that's repulsive. Um... Fuck them. Uh, we've got a massive game. As we've said already, every single game this season is a massive game. But we do have a particularly massive game. Um, there's a power shift in the Premier League. Are we going to assert our dominance? Man United have always been known as the bigger team. But are we the bigger team? Are we going to reaffirm that this season? Or affirm that, should I say? Perhaps. I don't know. We've already lost to them. But here's Seb talking to Musa Rukwonga now. Hello, welcome back to Rule of the Roost. Uh, we're joined ahead of our game Man United this weekend um, by uh, favourite of the show, Misa Rokwonga. Hi, Misa. Hey, how's it going? All right, good yeah. to be back. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, 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 the thing is, the, the deep, dark Rule of the Roost secret is you actually came back in August, but Raj, despite you know boasting of his technical prowess, actually lost the interview that we recorded with you. Quick reminder, Seb is a cunt. I repeat, Sebastian Stafford Bloor is a cunt. Back to the podcast with Jack, Raj, and Cunt Stafford Bloor. 
the Forgotten Podcast. Oh wow, the Lost Tapes. We speak about that it from a... time to time. It was probably one of the best segments we ever did. It was. Uh... It's a classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was probably classic. classified now, unfortunately. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. yeah all no, good, all lost, good. lost the time. Um, <laughs> talk to me about Man United, me. So I, um, I, if I'm, if I'm completely honest, um, I can no longer watch whole Manchester United games. I mean, I can watch half an hour, forty-five minutes, and then. It's the sideways passing and the the, sort of the the slow football and it just it gets too much and I just I have to I have to go outside for fresh air. It's horrifying. I was talking to a mate about this. So I said, you know, you used to watch United to escape real life, and now you escape into real life to avoid United. Yeah, you pay your council um, tax or you your utility yeah, there's bills a, by United. There's right? a couple of games. Yeah, there's <laughs> there's a couple of games. United have played recently. It reminded me of two of the worst games of football I've ever seen. Uh, one of them, I think, was Switzerland Ukraine. Mm. As a 2006 World Cup was nil nil after <laughs> like you know full time, <laughs> and even even the penalties were awful. That was I think you know there's some of it some of those levels. Then there was a, I think England beat Ecuador one nil, uh, and I think this is two of the worst games we've ever seen. And some of United's football this year has just been so brutally dull. It's been horrifying. I mean, it's almost it's almost an art form to produce football that dull. You know, it's actually it's actually difficult to it's, do that. Um, I have a theory. Um. And unfortunately, kind of the, the, the looming spectre of Wayne Rooney is in your future, because I think actually one of the things that's made it more bearable is I, I know people are kind of um, uh, have lost themselves a little bit over his form and you know what he could potentially be. But um, Marcus Rashford has been very good um, and mm. he has scored goals and he has made a difference. But uh, principally, um, it seems to me that uh, the main benefit of Rashford over Rooney is that Rashford runs and moves and create space for other people by taking defenders away from the middle of the pitch. Um, so how much are you looking forward to Rooney coming back? <laughs> well, look, actually, with Rooney, fun enough, it's, weirdly, it's not the slow pace of United's football is not primarily Rooney's fault. Um, as you know, as you can see from Spurs' success this year, that kind of tempo is generated from deep. By the time the ball arrive, arrives at Rooney's feet, it's already got there too slowly, and everyone can regroup. So Rooney has faced, you know, even though he's in declining form, Rooney is faced with two banks of four. He's faced with a back six because the ball hasn't got to him quickly enough. So whoever's playing up front for United, even if it was, you know, even if it was Luis Suarez, would still struggle because the, the ball rotation is just so painfully slow. Um, and there's a few reasons for that. And one of the reasons, I think, is because, you know, you've got players like Luke Shaw who are out. Yep. There, are very few, there are very few players that can play the tempo that Van Gaal wants with the ball retention that he wants and the creativity that he wants, you know, he wants to have his cake and eat it. There are very, very few players in world football that can do, that can execute to the level he wants. Do you see what I mean? Like, if you want to play fast, like Herrera does, you'll lose the ball a bit more than you normally do. That's why Luke Shaw's loss was so massive, as I was arguing, uh, I think, this week for ESPN, that there are very, very few fullbacks who can carry the ball into the final third, who can get back, who can cover, who can sweep. So you're left with sort of functional players like Antonio Valencia, who kick the ball 90% of the time, but don't create much going forward. Mm. And Van Gaal would rather have conservatism than creativity. Well, look, also, if you're playing a play, if you're playing someone like Herrera, if you if you want someone that can use the ball quickly, it doesn't. I mean, I don't think that's necessarily something which can be, um, which the individual can ever be truly responsible for, because a player like that can only be only play as quickly as what what, what surrounds him allows him to be. Like if you yes. don't, if you're, if you're, okay, the Rooney example is good because, um, I mean, I, I, I would contest that a little bit. I would say that, yes, he, he is a little bit of a victim of the system, but then also, you know, part of his role has got to be, you know, to defer to other players. Rooney doesn't run into channels anymore. He doesn't, 
he doesn't lay the ball off and go forward as quickly as he did. He he plays almost. Oh, oh Rooney, Rooney, goal. Rooney, unquestionably, Rooney, unquestionably, um, has been extremely poor this year. Extremely poor. I mean, to the point where, you know, I'd say if it's a season mark for Rooney, it's, it's five out of ten. Yeah, five out of ten would be a generous. You know, five out of ten would be a generous uh, mark. Um, the problem I have is that you've got tremendous players like Martial who are playing far below their best because, frankly, they're just not being used properly. Martial you know, you have presumably still. I don't think um, I've seen him used in a central role for months, which is. Bizarre. I mean, he's an extraordinary, you know, a central role where he has a reliable number ten on his shoulder yeah. because, you know, much as one matter is often a fan favourite, he is just ephemeral. You know, at the end of the day, and it's horrible to say this. He is not a truly elite number ten. He's no. not because you don't know. He's not. He's, he doesn't have the uh, the speed of, of foot or the speed of thought actually to consistently unlock defenses. He's a, he's a half speed. Juan Mata is a half speed slower than an elite playmaker needs to be in, in terms of his thought and in terms of his vision. And that's why United are not opening teams up. Yeah, I, I suppose Juan Mata is kind of like a, a forty million pound version of Lewis Holtby. Because we we had this we had when Holtby oh, arrived. Oh, very good point. Yeah, every, every, very good analogy. It's, yeah. it's, it's yeah. the it's the um it's the folly of of the player who everyone likes basically I think because um, right you you substitute what his sort of physical and um, technical deficiencies are for like his social media prowess and well Matt is a highly likable footballer and um seems like an intelligent guy and I suppose I suppose there's kind of a lot of uh, there's quite a lot of because I do hear this a lot I, I hear I hear people saying you know let's well, Matt should be playing as a ten. Um, behind a Martial, or um, and and I think you're right. I don't I don't think he's um, I don't think he's quite good enough. Um, a more a more troubling uh, aspect to United season is in the last few days. Um, and we actually talked about this on the phone last night. Um, a little bit of a, a behind the curtain glimpse for the for the listeners there. Um, it seems like Louis Van Gaal might stay. Discuss. I mean that's. <laughs> Oh my goodness! That's I. It, it just it. it I mean, it's a horrifying prospect. It is, but then it just... it's a horrifying. It's a horrifying prospect because, frankly, I, I don't like the way he's spent money. Right. Um, I don't think that he improves his players enough. You know, the mark of a fantastic coach is when they improve their players. And who has he really improved? You could say that you know he gave Rashford a chance, but Rashford. Was to an extent fully formed. He was also forced you know, to give Rashford a chance. Really. Yes, he's, just, he's, give, he's yeah. given he's given Luke Shaw, um, you know, his head, and he's, he's got him onto a fitness program, which has been fantastic. So he can, he can claim Luke Shaw as a success. But you know, Damian's gone backwards. Yeah. You know, so many of these players that he's brought in have gone backwards. Um, Rojo or, has been. Um, Rojo's Rojo's been atrocious. Rojo, you know. Positional sense is not there. I mean, what does Rojo do well? I mean, he passes out of defence very, very well. He passes very promptly out of defence. Yes, I can see that. But there are just too many other downsides. And these players these players are not, and this is a point I think I made before um, in an article I was writing a couple of weeks ago, this is not a young squad. No. You know, for Van Gaal to have come in and be rebuilding the team, this is, you know, I know he's bringing Fosu Mensah and other young players, but actually the core of this squad, by the time Van Gaal leaves Old Trafford, will be quite old. Fellaini is 28. I um I you know this is it's not it's not young squad. Yeah, I mean I, I don't I don't blame him for Fellaini obviously because he didn't he didn't buy him and he didn't sanction his his um his signing. But I always saw Van Gaal's job at United as a kind of like a he's he's an agent of change. He wasn't necessarily there to win anything or 
to even really compete with anything. Just just to give the fan base, just to basically correct what had happened with David Moyes over three years. Do you know, I, guess, what? I, think, I think that was wrong in retrospect. I, I, I think, think it was, it was too. I think, I think looking yeah. back, these are dangerous. I think because Moyes, Moyes' tenure was so traumatic, it was awful, really. I mean, it was such an awful tenure that I think people were shell-shocked by it. They were like, okay, let's just bed down. But that is a really awful, awful brief to give a manager. Reconstruction. I mean, no, you should bring somebody in to do a great job. I think you bring, the reaction should have been right. Well, you know that there should have been uh, more an, an about turn, so to speak. Someone that I, I know that kind of your fan base gets flogged for saying this, but you know, United do play football around a sort of a, a batch of principles which made them what they were. I know they weren't that the, the sort of the um, the perception that they were kind of this scintillating, um, ambitious football team in Ferguson's last year last few years is it's pretty false actually but yeah it's absolutely it's entirely um, false yeah. united are still associated with a particular brand of play and 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 it's odd that van Gaal was appointed and and you know I, I, as someone who wasn't particularly likely to take them anywhere closer to that um to those, those set of ideals well I, I think i think i think the thing with um van Gaal's appointment i think it's just united are unfortunately reaping the um the results of low expectations you know, we bring in, you bring in a manager. If you think of the message that sends, you bring in a manager, the richest football club in the world in terms of income and, you know, yep. and you say, oh, you're not actually meant to win anything for the next three years. That's the next guy's job. You're just coming in to steady the ship. That's actually incredibly negative. I mean, three years is a long time to not achieve anything. But it's also strange and to do that and to accompany it by such a high volume of spending as well. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, he spent, what, 300, or 200, 250, 300 million pounds. Something like that, yeah. It's extraordinary. And, you know, it's a really awful, awful brief. And looking back, I think United was so shell-shocked by, you know, how the Moyes tenure went that they became really unambitious. And the problem is as well is, of course, you've got people in charge of the club who either don't like football or don't understand it. It's that's a, it's a really interesting thing because I, as an outsider, as someone who looks on at your club and obviously uh, is sadly old enough to remember the 90s in, in their full... Um, mm. It just seems as if there's a kind of a Panini sticker book mentality and that a lot of what the club does, okay, forget the commercial aspect because that's a sort of necessary evil of modern football and uh, financial fair play. And, and, you know, Man United have that kind of global draw, so why not extract some benefit from it? Fine. But then the kind of, I mean, what I associate now with United is not necessarily um, uh, aggressive attacking football, but uh, releasing transfer rumours, leaking transfer suggestions to the press after a bad loss. That's that's what I associate with United now. Do you know what's so strange about it? I'd actually go further than that. I think it's worse. It's like um it's like a young child who's inherited a huge fortune and is throwing cash around at the bar at uni. Yeah. And expecting everyone to like him. Yes. Yeah. And you, you buy a round of drinks for everyone, you expect your birthday party to be well attended, but it's not. I mean, it's really that. It's like a kind of like. We could actually like, use specific names for that example. We, we, if could, we, we could. We wanted we could, to. We could, but we won't. Names if we, we, we want to throw have, some people name, under the bus. Names have been avoided to protect the guilty. <laughs> names have been avoided to protect the guilty. No, we can't. We can't. We can't name names. But there are those people out there, you know. And that's what United are doing. And the strange thing is, it's so. You know what, what I find bizarre about United is right. We live in an age of like mass communication and social media. What I find mind-blowing and baffling is with the amount of Manchester United fans in the world, right? With the, they're, they're, it's impossible to avoid a United fan. There's, there's, there'll be a cab driver who's a United fan. There'll be someone in like you know your lunch canteen, whatever. 
what amazes me is like the sheer tin ear of Ed Woodward and the Glazers mm. because they know what everyone is saying. 99% of the fan base is saying the same thing, that these are the wrong owners. Uh, this is the wrong um, you know, executive vice chairman. Woodward is the wrong guy in charge. The club needs a sporting director. And it is astonishing in the face of all the inf- information that the club is, is managing to be so deaf to all these criticisms. The, it's just incredible. The club desperately needs a sporting director. It, it does, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like, here's the thing, Seb. Like, they literally have been told this dozens of times. Yeah. They probably get countless emails about it, and it just amazes me the sheer institutional arrogance to say, "No, we're not interested." That has always amazed me about football in general: the ability to turn a deaf ear to perfectly valid, incessant critique. Or I don't get it. It's a, or it's more conspiratorial, and you could say that actually, what I mean, I mean, this might be doing him far too much credit, but. Maybe Ed Woodward's objective to what Manchester United are to be in the next five to ten years is slightly different to what the fan base hopes they are. I mean, in the sense that you kind of... What has always struck me is that um, their transfer policy seems to be based around SEO and page views. And and it just... It's always seemed... especially Since Ferguson departed um, and in this sort of in, kind of Van Gaal interlude, it seems as if it's a... Uh, we want to be seen to be linked with famous footballers. And we want to be... I mean, Bastian Schweinsteiger, like him as a footballer, loved him during his prime, but his prime was two or three years ago, really. And, and I have to say, he was very good. I must say, we, we've overused him because he was very good for the first... I'd yeah, say, he had some good games. Third of, third, of, third of the season, when they brought him on um, with half an hour to go to get match control, yeah. I was very impressed by him, and I won't. I was, he's I still a he, super footballer. He's, I mean, he's, he's been in, in bursts, but he's been overused, and that's really so strange to the point where you know the thing about United is the model they've got all works perfectly fine until, and this is the thing I think the Chinese Super League will be very interesting in the next two three years because they're going to start buying players that United would want. Yeah. You know, I, I really think this is going to happen. The United's bluff is going to be called because it's all very well when you're the richest club in the world or one of the richest clubs in the world. But now you've got state-funded football clubs, basically. Yeah. Or clubs with, like, you know, you've got you know, not only Abu Dhabi, but you've got, like, that sort of the Chinese focus. So I think United will be victims of complacency if they're not well, careful. I mean, that that's, it's interesting because the, the Chinese Super League is, is wealthy, but not in that kind of, in that Middle East way, necessarily, where it's a it's a retirement league where... Very few players can be convinced to go. I mean, you, you wouldn't see sort of um, uh, El Ali signing Alex Teixeira a few years ago. Whereas, whereas China, they have big crowds. There you go, and and they you know, have you've yeah, got people big crowds, fifty thousand supporters. Cities. I mean, it's yes, big crowds. You've got Shanghai. Yeah. You've got a you've got I think two massive Shanghai clubs. A good friend of mine actually is um, he's doing a lot of work out there at the moment, and you know it, it, it's a really it's, it's a very different kettle of fish, China. Yeah, and you're a, you're a rock star out there. It must you know, be Alex very enticing. Yeah. Oh, extremely. I mean, and also, like, you know, all this talk about, oh, testing yourself in the big league. Well, actually, no. Someone made a very good point. Somebody said there's only a, sh- a small number of elite clubs that win everything in European football these days. If you're not going to play for one of them, then your considerations become very different. If you're playing, let's like, say, the Portuguese league or the, you know, the French league, and a Chinese club comes and says, well, we want to give you X amount of money. What's going to stop you, actually? Well, all of us would would say the same thing, I think. If I, if I was a professional footballer, and with the exception of maybe the opportunity of playing for Tottenham, that's you know that's an emotional decision, clearly. If someone said to me, right, we're going to triple your salary, and you're going to play in this league, and it's in its sort of formative stages, and it's, it's developing rather than developed, I'm on the plane. 
Well, here's the thing. Like, because it's, it's a career, and why wouldn't you be? And I, I don't, I think that there's a lot of this, I know we're drifting off topic here, but, you know, why not? Um, well, no, but I think, I think it's valid. I think it's, you know, I think it's completely valid because it speaks to the future of United and it's relevant for the future yeah. of clubs like, you know, and Spurs too. Because when, when a Chinese Super League club hears that, let's say, a top club is in for a certain target, what's to stop them just throwing three times the salary at them? Yeah. That's it. What, what's that guy offering you? Oh, 30K, I will offer you 100. Who's well, going to say no to that? Well, I think in, in the long term, that could be good for United because if you if you rely on a model whereby you can just out-hit people financially, yeah. um, then you, you're, 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 you're vulnerable to all the kind of the imperfections that go with that and the sort of inefficiencies. Whereas if you actually have to offer something beyond that, if you're, if you're because I, I think what United lack is any semblance of momentum. So... If you're joining United, what 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 movement is it that you're joining? Like, are you? Is there something you're obviously moving towards? Are you on your way um, up the league table? I, I just don't. Um, I don't really no, I can, believe I that there is agree. that. Um... I completely agree. Conversely, let's talk about Tottenham. Um... Yes, it's good. Yes, yes, yes absolutely. <laughs> like, I I got to provide some context here. I went to school with Musa, so uh, during the nineties, during United's heyday. Uh, so this is kind of like twenty years later. God, twenty years <laughs> later. This is sort of my um, this is my professional revenge a little bit. So, <laughs> what do you make of Tottenham? Oh, the the most complete team in the Premier League this year. Yeah. What the the best defensive record? I think twenty four goals conceded, something like that. And so you, second you, most you got goals. the script that I sent to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Because I was doing the homework. I was doing the homework. I think United have conceded twenty seven, so we've got the second best defensive record. Yeah. But Spurs have scored, I think, a third more goals than us. I think maybe fifty four or something. But you know, terrific, um, a terrific team, and they, you know, controlling both in the pitch, good in wide areas, um, three very good playmakers. Harry Kane, tremendous. And then you've got Deli Ali, of course, who's the jewel in that team. And uh, the fine Peter and Dembele, which is really great because Dembele is always a player who I felt was not quite, was 70% of his best. Yes. But it feels that now he's kind of um, really, he's really, um, you know, he's really sort of blossomed under under Pochettino, unlike you know, like so many other, some other sort of Spurs players. And just a great coach. Pochettino is just a tremendous coach who could actually, I think, coach any team in the world and do a great job. I, I think he's that good. I think that Pochettino actually is kind of, you know, I don't want to sort of name drop Paul Bayern Munich, but he could go somewhere like that and do a tremendous job. It's, it's um, it, so yeah. Well, I, I see in a way, and I'm not just trying to um, goad you, um, but I am, um, you know, Spurs in a way are kind of the antithesis of United because, um, again, something we, talk, we talked about last night is that we're likely to finish in a Champions League spot and yep, um, yeah, new, new broadcasting yeah. contracts coming in next year. And I, I think, there will be fans that expect us to start, you know, splurging twenty million pounds here, thirty million pounds there, and and you know, um, seeing where that takes us. But I suppose the difference between the two clubs at the moment is not only finan- a, a literal financial reach, because you know, usually wealthy club, um, but also the philosophy behind how you construct a squad. And uh, we're not sort of the team that that looks to buy off the peg off the peg players. I don't think we're going to go out and sign a twenty seven year old player. For example, we're, we're going to equip Pochettino with someone that's maybe 19, 20, 21, you know, an army of Clinton and G's, if you like. Um, yeah, that's great. And that's, I love that model because that's real coaching. I think so. That, yeah, it that, feels that, very that, archaic, yeah. though, doesn't it? Because it's sort of something that's been lost. It's sort of it's anti-championship manager philosophy. Um, I love it. I love it because it's old. I mean, ironically enough, it's, it's, it's what Van Hal used to do at Ajax. 
that's the, that's the irony. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, you can yeah. call it, you know, Back to the Future, whatever you might call it. And that you know, you've team got was yeah. Well, absolutely. I mean, yeah. look. I mean, Sadov, Davids, Debo. I mean, Clark, don't even uh, unbelievable. Yeah, right, yeah, Finidi yeah, George, yeah. Yeah. unbelievable, Mars, I mean, unbelievable. What a team? Unbelievable. And I think you look at what Spurs are doing and the way that I actually to dominate games. You know, it's actually the way that Dortmund, funny enough, you know, the, the matchup for. Spurs in the Europa League, which unfortunately didn't turn out to be the tie we wanted because of the rotation. And I get, I think Pochettino was right to do what he did. It's yeah. a shame that he sacrificed that cup, but I think it, it had to be done. Um, you know, this sort of we, breed we of We have team... a theory about that, which I'm going to run by you, actually. Oh, uh, go on, go on. What's the this theory? Is, on? I think it is Jack's theory. Um, he, um, he believes, and I agree with him, that um, part of that was not wanting to expose our first team to that Dortmund first team. Because oh, of what might happen, because uh, you, you know, if you consider what our priorities may be this season, and you consider what we could achieve, the idea of uh, uh, Dortmund are better than us. I mean, we, yeah. Dortmund are a lot better than our second team, but also probably better than our first team. And the idea of putting our first team in a situation where over two legs they could be beaten at this stage of the season, I think it's quite a smart point by Jack. That's uh, a very good point, actually. Do you know what? I think that's that's a really smart because. Dortmund would have beaten you, and it would have been like sort of like a four-two, yeah. but it might have been competitive, but not. You know, I just don't think we could have lived with Dortmund over. over it could have been games. devastating as well. I think yeah. you know what it is. It's because to know there was a team out there, half a pace quicker in thought and deed, consistently over two legs. Yeah, psychologically quite, that could really quite, hurt quite you. Dispirit- yeah, no, you're a very good point. It's a young, also the Spurs team. They're not. They're resilient. They're a brave team, but they're a young team. Well, yeah, we don't and, have a. I mean, our. our <clears throat> We, we, I mean, obviously Kane is a developed player now, but he's still young. But I mean, we we don't have a Mkhitaryan, we don't have a Gundogan, and we don't. I mean, we 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 have a, uh, an Alderweireld instead of a Hummels, of course. But like Dortmund are, even though Thomas Tuchel is only a year into his job, they are further into that cycle. Yes, um, and you don't you don't have a player in the dressing room like Hummels actually can no. go. Oh yeah, we've seen that. Well, that's happened. Yeah, that's just what that's just what happens. Yeah, you yeah. know, players who are like you know Dele Ali, who has just been in a constant state of you know, ascension this you know this season his 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 games going up and up and Dele Alli reminds me of Raheem Sterling in the sense that his peak is nowhere in sight yeah like there's no there's no sign of how good um Dele Alli is going to get and that's actually that's actually my mark of a player that's why I run matter I'm critical of matter because he has peak, a very obvious yeah, ceiling is very he's a very obvious ceiling but yeah. Dele Alli could be I mean he could be 15 goals a season if he wanted Dele Alli is um it's a strange feeling because it's it's kind of I don't even I mean I well, obviously the, the the player in our party is comparable as Bale in terms of where he went in the game, but Bale it's a different feeling watching Ali because Ali is such a cerebral he's so cerebral he's yeah I mean Bale Bale's impact relied a lot on what he could do physically I mean he, mm. he Bale's an amazing amazing athlete and a very very good footballer but like Ali is just. There's a there's a purity to the way he plays. Well, it's strange because you, there's sometimes there's a lot of it's like David Silver plus Steel. You yeah. know, there's a lot. Of, he's extremely elusive, and you know, I was watching him against Germany. The speed he changes direction. Yeah. And, and the, the the passes that he sees, and the fact that like everyone knows he's going to assist Harry Kane, but no one can stop it. You know, it's like it's watching like you know when Rui Costa used to do like Batistuta. You knew. That Rui Costa would get the ball and put the ball inside the inside left channel, yep. and it would go to Batistuta, but you couldn't comparison. stop it yeah. because you wouldn't know when he was going to release it. And that's why I was a bit concerned to see um, Hodgson talking about oh, the box, the box player. I was like, wait a minute, wh- where's this come from? Right. This Brian Robson? No, 
There's no, no parallel between him and Robson. And I, I, I hate these comparisons. You know, I, I yeah, know yeah, that Hodgson yeah. got the win. That I'm very happy for Hodgson and everything like that. Wilfred Boney is the new Drogba. For Hodgson to turn around... <laughs> oh, my goodness. For Hodgson to turn around and say... I know, exactly. For Hodgson to turn around and say, oh, I'm not a conservative manager. That's unfair. Come on, come on. Yeah. Come on, Mr. Hodgson. That's, that's not accurate. You're extremely conservative until fairly recently. We're so conservative um, that he... He he will. What we'll find out in the summer is that he'll refuse to drop players purely on the basis of what they did for him eighteen months ago. And that's well. I, I actually, I, in a funny kind of way, I think that Rooney's physical condition is going to make the decisions for Hodgson. You'd hope so. Yeah. I think it will. I, 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 fun enough, I just think it will. You know, you can even hear in Rooney's tone. And Rooney is, he's not naive. He's not stupid. You know, Rooney knows that he's been playing far below his best. And you can hear a little bit more humility in his comments. You know, I'm excited by the competition. Well, I don't think he particularly is excited, but even he can't ignore the realities. You know, Vardy and Kane are hungrier, they're faster, they're better. Deli Ali is a true number 10. I mean, this is the extraordinary thing. We're discussing Rain Rooney as a number 10, but yeah. Deli Ali, clearly that's what attention should like. He's a number 10 who can tackle who can press high up the pitch. I mean, it's just an amazing... Yeah, he's got a devil in of, him as well, that boy. What, well, what, 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 England lack, what England lack, unfortunately, is a Dembele. Um, they really lack a guy like that, that retains the ball, that pushes forward, that bridges the gap between Dyer and, and Deli Alli. Um, you know, this thing, and back to Spurs as well, you know, and looking beyond this year even, because I think the title is probably just slightly too far from the grasp. I do believe that. How I think Leicester you? will just grind across. The... How I, dare I, I, you? You come on I'm our sorry. podcast and you crush dreams. I'm uh, sorry. No, no, no. But the dreams are not to be crushed. I think because this, and I think simply this, Tottenham's squad is so good and the team is so good that a couple of £10 million purchases this summer and you're the title favourites. You may not enjoy that, but I think you're the title favourites simply because the rebuilding job that City have to do, I think, is more dramatic than people realise. Yeah. And all the other clubs... You know, if they get off to a slow start, and then again with Liverpool, you never know. Liverpool could fly out of the traps, which I suspect they might actually. Well, I think um, Liverpool are going to rely on what they do transfer-wise in the summer because they need to replace absolutely. their entire back five. So, yeah. Well, the thing, of, and of course, they're planning already. But you know, Liverpool, I think, and Spurs actually are going to fly out of the traps next season. Mm. And so the reason I'm not, you know, I would say to Spurs fans, yes, you still can win this year. It's difficult with a five-point margin. It's possible. It's difficult. Seven. But, seven, but mate, I'm afraid. Is it seven? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. But even if, even if, even if um, they don't win this year, the next two, three years, Spurs will be one of the top three challengers. Well, I think, year, I think that's the good. thing. Sustainability is the kind of the key because you don't want to be, I mean, I think I'd rather be a, a Tottenham than a Leicester because I don't necessarily believe that Leicester will replicate. I think if, if Leicester win the championship, um, psychologically, One and done. they'll fall yeah. off a cliff because, well, of course, and, and, and course, understandably yeah. so. And I, I don't blame anybody for that. It's just one of those things. Um, it's a last chance saloon for Leicester for so many of those players. It's a last hurrah, you know. You can't get any that kind of momentum. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You, you don't, once you've achieved something like that, I think you, you lose a little bit of the mastic, which is, um, which is bound that squad together. So, um, also, also, like Leicester have been underestimated yeah. um, this year. In a way, they won't be next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, people will do, they'll give them the ball. You know, a, a good friend of mine, I was talking to him about this, um, Dominic Vieira, who does stuff for Football Report. Dominic's great. Um, no, I think he's now at Adidas. He said, well, let it go. Here's the key to them. He said, give them the ball. Yeah. They don't know what to do with the ball. They don't know what to do with it. Like, give them the ball because their entire like, is, is reactive and parasitic. And I think that's the same with Leicester. Like, it is a reactive game. You know, if you run the game for a certain point and then hit them, really that keen on it uh, and I think teams are only slowly beginning to work that out it's taken them 30 games you know but they're working out whereas Spurs are different people don't underestimate Spurs people throw everything at them and yet they're still overcoming teams and in some cases overwhelming teams yeah yeah I think that, 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 that's the difference I think that's fair um okay we've got to wrap up because otherwise um the time Nazi will shout at me um, I'm like, uh, Raj, is that, Raj, Raj, Raj likes to keep a strict see, control see over, over segment lengths. So, um, the timekeeper himself, the one who's probably still in bed as we speak. Wow, shots are fired. Nice one, Moose. Well, no, 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 but it's true though, isn't it? Like, <laughs> it what, is. What's Raj actually doing? You're basically, you, you put treat like interns, unpaid interns basically, so, and he's swanning around. I mean, Raj is such an appropriate name, really. He's like the, the MD that never comes into the office, basically. Well, he's literally the Raj. He's acting like the Raj. I mean, it's, it's quite appropriate. Sorry, carry on. Sorry, he sorry, will sorry. not like that. Well, um, well, you know, spade a spade, isn't it, really? It's a spade a spade. You can come again. Um, all right, so I'm going to press you for a prediction for, for Sunday. Um... I think it will be. Um, I think Spurs will take it by a single goal. I think it'll be two-one to Spurs. Uh, United are pretty handy at you know squeezing out a goal and creating some hope on the road. But I think I think Spurs will. Creating Spurs will score twice. Some hope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Lean times, times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it is. It is what it is. But I just I was so impressed by Spurs um, against Arsenal. Um, in that sort of derby context and the way they maintained match control. You know, I know they conceded very late, but actually I was really impressed by how they ran the game for large stretches. Mm. And I think that they've got that intensity. They'll do that and they're chasing the title. So I think, I think they'll win 2-1 actually, I have to say. Lovely. All right, well, Moose, thanks for coming on. Um, by the way, if, if anyone's listening and, and you're unaware of Moose's work, uh, the, his book, A Cultured Left Foot, it's still in print, isn't it? Uh, yeah, there's still copies. No, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's it's absolutely brilliant. It's um, it's kind of um, well, why don't you describe it? Actually, uh, yeah, thanks, very kind. Um, yeah, probably do a better of a job is, than I could, to be fair. Well, no, it's, 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 uh, the book came out, I think, 2008, and 
a coach left foot is basically looking at the elements of what it is to be a great player. Because a lot of people talk about Messi being a great player or Ronaldo or Michael Laudrup. And I always think, well, what does that actually mean? What, what, what are the elements of a great player? So this book is 11 chapters, each of which look at a different aspect of footballing greatness. So vision, graft, um, fun, you know, resilience, all the different things I think you need to be a great player. So yeah, it's, um, yeah, read it. it's, it's hopefully a great read. Yeah. It's, it's brilliant. It's, um, it's, uh, it's one of those books that you, um, yeah, take you a couple of days to read it, but it's just, it's great fun. And, uh, yeah, well-researched as well, by the way, even if I flatter you a little bit too much. <laughs> um, okay, mate, thank you for coming on. Good luck on Sunday and, uh, good luck asking Van Hal at awesome. some point Thanks for the, for the summer. I'll need it. I'll need it. All good. Right. Thanks very much, Musa. Um, I was quite surprised to find out that he was the guy behind the, the Moyes outplay. So that was, doesn't seem like in, in his character. No. <laughs> uh, dear. He's never going to come on again after that, but okay. Would, would you uh, would you ever chip in for a insert manager's name out aeroplane? I, I kind of feel like even, even when it was dire times of Sherwood. Wouldn't even have done it then. No. You know, like just grow a pair. I think that's, yeah. uh, that's pretty embarrassing. You know what it is, though? It, it, it's not even the act. It's just the kind of the, the, the motivation behind it. It's really just so that, you know, guys plan plane to, to fly over stadium. It's always in a televised game. So they go home, they set their Sky Plus, and they have their little 14 seconds of fame. And that's really what it's about. And I just hate that kind of fandom. I, I just do want to clarify, like, this obviously wasn't in any way involved with the... I can't, I can't actually say that. I, it's a I legal don't, disclaimer. I don't know. I don't know if Misa was or was not involved in the Moyes outplane. However, I did just make up that he was the guy that spearheaded the Moyes outplane. Well, so, mate, Moose is a qualified lawyer. So, oh, you know... shit. It's going to be a lean Christmas in the Tetrunk household next year. Tetusk. Stop! Please don't give that silly little man any yeah, more. Go, go, I, I, what, what is that? <laughs> I, I, I saw that. It's or is this just an weird person? <laughs> you got an imitator. Yeah, like <laughs> how sad. It's I saw him, sad. and he follows one person, Jack. Yeah. Although, well, but a bit of a controversy. You've um, you've abandoned uh, the Tetrunk name for your Instagram account. What's, yeah, what's because happened? well, because it's 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 not in any way linked to like the Twitter stuff. It's me actually being like soppy and then posting pictures of my dinner and all that kind of crap. Being a normal person, basically. Did um, you just refer to Charlotte as your dinner? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I just didn't want like sort of random people trying to follow me because, yeah. I don't really want too many people to know too much about how boring I am. Um, Because they won't get that through the Titrunk account. Anyhow. He hates hates it when his brand gets attacked, you can tell. Mm. I think it's quite good. It's a good brand. That's all right. (laughs) Yeah. Mr. I follow seven people because I'm cool. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Yeah. We've Sorry. got our brands like I Jack can only aspire, Trump. Raj. <laughs> uh, I, I take photos of gingerbread men. We've all got our aims, Raj. Jump on board. <laughs> Get on the train. Yeah. yeah, the gingerbread thing's getting weird. No, the gingerbread thing is sad. It's just, you know, it's, it's just documenting. Well, I don't understand how they can, like, 
sell those. It's a fucking disgrace. Anything with a face, yeah. It Have should... you ever complained? No, because I don't eat gingerbread, man. I don't. I, I don't like eating stuff with what a face. What shop is it? The, the Cafe Nero. Um, oh, I thought it was like an independent business or something. No, 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 no. Um, I'm establishment, mate. Independent businesses. So, all oh, right. So they've just like been broken in the back of a truck on the way in on the morning. Yeah, it's just how you do these these things with like nice smiley faces, and they've just been butchered. I just think it's sad. It's um, you know, my uh, my grandma used to hate it when you'd eat um pom poms in front of her face. You know those uh, teddy bear crisps. Yeah, yeah no, I'm. Are they uh, called pom poms? What they called? Pom bears. Pom bears. Yeah, pom bears. That's, that's a great crisp. Really good, yeah. Although it tastes a bit like polystyrene. No, they don't. But I tell you, when they start, they shouldn't fuck about the original flavor. Like Pombez is a regular flavor, great. They start doing salt and vinegar and cheese and onion. You just think, don't. It's like when 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 you do like beef and onion hula hoops. Don't mess about. What's your favorite crisp? Like if you if you could only eat one flavor crisp for the rest of your life. Ooh, that's a good question, Jack. You take that. You're a man of crisps. You go first. Well, I don't know. Are we talking like maize snacks? Are they involved as well? Like mm, corn no. chips? Anything with potato crisps? Anything within the crisp family? Anything within that? You walk. It comes in a tin foil packet. I mean, once once upon a time, it would have been what's its hands down, but it's a great crisp. What's that? They are a great crisp, but I've, I've got a lot. They leave of your like, fingers all orange, though, and you know. I don't know, I've got a long felt kind of affiliation with Watsits. I used to really like those little ten piece space raiders as well. Oh yes, mate. And Mark. Yep. But I don't know, in my in my advancing years I'm just I kinda go for like a superior I, I tell you what, you can't buy them in the UK anymore, annoyingly. But there was there was a superior crisp, potato crisp called Cape Cods. And they only sold oh, ready salted yep. flavour. Yeah. But they were exceptional. The crunch yeah, the excellent. right amount of salt, the oil they used, all of it was lovely. Um, quite like Tyrrell's. Tyrrell's are pretty nice. Ty- but... Tyrrell's naked flavour. That's a good crisp. They've got nothing on them, no salt, no vinegar. They're just they're just very potatoey, and I don't say think they're good for you, but um, just they just taste very fresh. It's a great one. The vegetable crisps are alright as well. Yeah, yeah, although. Yeah, Seabrook prawn and cocktail, mate. Oh, Seabrook are good. Seabrook are a good shout. Good crisp, yeah. Proper Yorkshire. Mm, yeah. Seabrook are good. Tomato ketchup. It used to be like no. one of the only crisps that do no. tomato ketchup. I liked. I like that about them. I hate tomato ketchup. Oh, it's, it's, it's... I was quite a Monster Munch fan. I liked um, Flaming Hot Monster Munch for a while. I went off them. It was a phase, but quite, I find um... they've they've like changed their like their recipe or something now because they. The, the actual, the individual, like, feet or whatever they are now, they're yeah. really big and very hard as well. Yeah. Um, whereas they used to be more kind of bite-sized and they were a bit fluffier, I found. Well, you could like, actually fit them in your mouth before. Yeah, there was yeah. like a, it's like a sort of, yeah, it's a bit too monstery, if anything. <laughs> um, other shout-outs for some of you. So in America, the Cheetos crispy like crispy cheese so they're they're essentially like watsits but they're more like they're like knickknacks with watsit powder on um and this isn't like their original cheetos because those are like watsits mm. but they have like a crispy cheese kind of one which are pretty Ooh, good. That's, that's nice and they also have like a really nice like really like basically a really hot flavor like flaming hot i think they're called but they're actually hot you know, like a lot of crisps will say, you know, 
mega hot and boiling hot and all that kind of shit. They're just not at all. Mm. These are actually quite hot, but they also give me horrendous indigestion. So, you know, it's it's, it's a risk I'm sometimes willing to take, but that one I'm always, you know, willing to. So, there we go. That was quite riveting, wasn't it? Um, crisp chat. Yeah, I, I, I'm just I'm sad. I think we've done chocolate chat that. before, so crisp chat was only a natural progression of that. Are we too? Have we been too inspired by that specky bloke off of Pointless? Why, Richard Osman? <laughs> so he did that Nazi crisp World Cup thing, didn't he? Did he? Yeah. No. Who, who did? Who did the World Cup of nonces? Which one? Who? Who? Who was that? He was a friend of yours, Jack. Uh, Ollie Lister. Spectacular. Great bit of work, good. really solid good. bit of work. I can't Man. remember who won it though. Was it Piers Morgan? No, it's Sol. But that's he should have put Sol Campbell in there. <laughs> that's just that's but that's like that's seeding basically. It wasn't nonsense. It was World Cup of Whoppers. He called it. Okay, it was. Um, yeah, it was just it, it, the the amount of um, yeah he had balls to do that because the amount of abuse he took off sort of the the blue tick fraternity was um was pretty fierce. Yeah. The one that I saw the most was, um, well, not the most, the one recent is the World Cup of World Cups, where people <laughs> were, did, had all the World Cups from sort of the 50s all lined up. I think 98 might have won. Um, yeah, I, 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 oh, I really like 98. Yeah. yeah. 98's the first tournament I can remember. 94 was a good tournament. I mean, it was anti-social hours, but I kind of, I mean, it was like, it was before sort of you were aware of certain players. It was the first time I seen like Georgie Hadji play. Uh, and the first, I mean, it was brief, of course, but like Maradona for a little bit, you know, and some of those Brazilian players. Was it not good seeing England win it in 66 or so? <laughs> it's just, uh, you know, you, that's, that's, that's weak from you. Like you just, you, you've got so much more, you're better than that, right? <laughs> There's a more poisonous one than that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was just a jab, mate. Just, just keep it. Well, that was, that was seeing if I, if I free up my chin and, and give you the free yeah. shot. Okay, I see. Making you work. I'll put yeah. you in a coma later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 98 was good. Sorry, 98 was good, guy. I thought 2010 was shy. I didn't like it. No. I like 2010. No, really 2014 not. group stages were great. And then, um, and then 2006 group stages were fun because there was just fucking pingers everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, with that. Yeah. 2002 was Japan South. Korea, what was his name? It? Yeah, yeah. I, I, liked, I liked 2002 as well. I thought that was a good World Cup. Good yeah, that was a weird hours. That was like, I watched that at primary school. We used to like have the morning off and sit in the hall and watch the matches. I remember enjoying that. I remember enjoying that a lot, actually. And I enjoyed the, the, the last World Cup that's just been as well. I thought that was really good. Yeah, Brazil. Yeah. There. The group stages were amazing. I think Seb just said, didn't he? The group stages of 2014. They were fun. Just, Apart from England. Yeah, uh, England's um, group in general was bad. Well, Spurs are going to win the next World Cup, and we can <laughs> take that West Ham mantle away from them as well. So uh, we haven't got many questions this week. I've, I'm, I'm not going to beg for them, so we'll do we'll do a couple. Um, okay. We've got one from this is okay. This is a football one. Uh, Ad Brian. <laughs> many of them not football. Most of them, really. Um, just kind of nonsensical. But uh, Ads MB15 says, in all honesty, who do you think will be retained and who will be shunted out? And Bentaleb's. Bentaleb. Gone. Yeah. Uh, he's injured now. Yeah, but I so think maybe he's, somebody he's won't buy him. Uh, 
I, Let's have God. I, I, yeah. Chadley might go if we got a decent amount of money offered. You no, know, Chadley's perfect. Chadley's happy there being there with his mates. He's happy to play in the shit games. He's, you know, he's just a good person to have around the team. I'm not sure we'll, we'll lose a lot of players. I mean, I just don't think we're in a position to. I mean, there's not, there's no one there. I mean, that's the beauty of the squad. There's no one there. There's no, um, there's no white elephant in our squad. Um, Faz, Fazio will go permanently, of course. Um, but other than that, yeah, you see, I only, I only mentioned Chadley because I don't, I don't think we'll actively look to sell him. But I think at the same time, were we to be offered fifteen mil from Swansea or someone like that, I think we'd give him the option if he wants to go. Then who do you bring in, and how do you know that they're not going to upset the apple cart? I, I, I don't know, mate. That's not the question. Well, maybe maybe you give his game time to an Alex Pritchard, or I mean, I, I would keep Chadley, but I mean, um, I forgot about Alex you know, Pritchard. You He's Pritchard. at West Brom, isn't he? Pritchard be ready. Yeah, well, you'd imagine he'd be playing a bigger role, and even someone like Josh Onimo, he's a year on, and Pochettino seems to like him already. I hope so, Josh Onimo uh, keeps the eighteen minutes and on roll. What about um? Old, what's his, uh, is it Marcus Edwards as well? Is this like the English Messi that we're supposed to? Have Isn't he about twelve? Well? Uh, I, he's not. I can't believe he's that close to being a first team player. He is. Um, I, I've seen. I've, I've seen him play in. Um, I think it was the other seventeen World Cup a few months ago, and um, I obviously like everybody else. I've seen the YouTube videos, but when you see him live, you you get it. He's he's clearly quite a special player, but he's absolutely tiny physically. Um. And he has a massive afro, so he looks a little bit bigger than he really is. Um, but he, um, I, yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm happy to defer to people who know more about him and the sort of the, the youth structure than I do. But um, he, um, yeah, it doesn't, I don't think that's happening next season. Be surprised. You heard it here first, folks. Well, also, the, the thing about him <laughs> is that, is that, <laughs> the thing about him is that, like, I, I discovered that he was actually quite a good player when it also became apparent that, we're struggling to sign him to a, a professional contract, um, which is a little bit dispiriting. Because if he goes, it's that's not a kind of um, a Velkovic situation like that. that you, clearly, that's someone that you want to keep hold of. Um, so hopefully, we get that done. City offered him a ridiculous amount of money or something, haven't they? I think. Pro- the... <laughs> Sounds likely. Yeah. Yeah, that's what McDermott was saying. He didn't name the player, but everyone, it was kind of like the worst kept secret that it's Marcus Edwards believe that it's been offered an obscene amount of money by Man City and yeah to be fair like everything McDermott was saying was you know the club aren't going to match it and they've told him that but it's a case of you've seen what's happening here do you want to stick around and be a part of this or do you want to go and rot on um, that bench do you want to, I mean well, he, he, he would do well to look at what's happened to Patrick Roberts actually because he had he stayed at Fulham and had he had game time, like people used to talk about Patrick Roberts in the same way, and now he's um, he's been lost. Um, and I just, I, I don't know. You just, you are you going to? I, Guardiola has a slightly better record for kind of integrating young players who he likes, but he is not like he's not going. If he was to go to City this summer, he's not going to be playing for City next season, the year after. I just, you know, I, I just. Yeah, it would just it it'd just be a very dispiriting thing. I mean, it's not a calamity in the in sort of the general everyday sense, but you just you want you want the players that are in your youth academy to play for your team, or at least have the option of of playing for your team and then deciding they're not good enough before all of a sudden they're signing huge contracts at you know Manchester City or Man United or Chelsea or just you know one of those kind of clubs. Fuck them all. Yeah. Um, if they don't want to be part of this, fuck them. Get them out. 
Fuck them all. Malkovich, fuck off. Do it. Um, he already has. So, yeah. <laughs> Save our pride. <laughs> James Nicholson, at Nicholson 15 asks, if you had a gun to your head and you had to pick one, who would you rather have a tattoo of? Timothy Atuva or Goran Bunyatovic? Atuba. Yeah, Atuba. Atuba. Fat gold against Newcastle. Yeah, but also, like, Atuba's the more handsome of the two. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't want a Goran Bunyanovic tattoo. Ever. <laughs> he was supposed to be the new Beckenbauer, wasn't he? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That's what Glenn Oddle said. Glenn Oddle said yeah. a lot of yeah, questions. It was, it was, Jesus, it was around that era of, like, just some... T- oh, God. Toda. Do you remember Toda? Yeah, yeah. He was our first... Uh, Shirt cell signing. Awful. Cubo as well. Asimovich. Asimovich. Yeah. Oh, Milenko Asimovich. Good. He... Actually, you know what? No, so, don't say it, Jack. Don't say it. Mate, there was there was a, there was a, there was a flutter of flair about him every now and again. There was just there was something in a way like he he just his first touch every now and again there was something where you're like you know what you're you're not totally shit you haven't adapted. You're obviously not enjoying the way of life. You're not enjoying the football, but there's something there. There is there is a bit of a player there, but I, yeah, he was still. The only thing I remember from his time in the club was that I don't know who it was against because it's years ago. But I remember him missing from under the bar against someone <laughs> at White Hart Lane. I, I I can't remember what the game was, but that's that's the only thing I remember. Um, yeah, no. I still think that like we've had not a golden age of recruitment that. Oh, what was that? The Polish striker we signed on deadline. Rosiak. Oh, good God! Good God! He he in in um. We only signed Rosiak for one million to see if we could save ourselves ten when we bought Berbatov. Well, I I um I I will defend Rosiak because Rosiak's got a lot of goals for um in the championship. In the championship, the Derby. He was a bit of a David Nugent, and um I remember actually, and I don't ever bring this up again I'll admit it one time but I was quite excited when we signed him I thought it was a really good deal (laughs) yes I know I know (laughs) I'd never heard of him when we signed him I I still think I I don't know maybe it's it's probably just because the the wound is fresh but I Andy Booth no well Christ I uh, Huddersfield Town legend Andy Booth I chuck I chuck Paulinho in with these lads. I do like. I've I've never been as honestly going to going to White Hart Lane and watching the sort of performances that he put in on several occasions. I, I will honestly say I was disgusted with him at times. Like that he could actually hold his head up as a professional footballer. Like so fucking like lazy and just disinterested. And when you hear about the other context as well, about him faking injury to get out of having to play games and so on and so forth. When was this? I don't know. What, Paulinho? Oh, we're talking no, about Paulinho. Oh, yeah, I've heard about this. Yeah. Yeah, lots, yeah, lots of chat about terrible him. Terrible professional, yeah. Yeah, like, the I can't. I, I think it might have actually been Sherwood or something was saying about, you know, every, oh, yeah, he did a whole, I don't need to name names, but there's... Uh, there's one player in particular who we all know around kind of half hour before training ends is going to go down with his hammy, which, you know, is kind of the sort of characters that he was... When he didn't want to go on a away trip or something. It's just, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Just it's come out of Tim Sherwood's mouth, though. I'm not sure how much you can believe it. I don't I don't yeah. think I heard that first from Sherwood, though. I think I heard it elsewhere. And I've, I mean, 
you know, show, yeah, you're right. Sherwood said a lot of stuff, but um, I think in that instance, he was probably right. Yeah. I mean, Tim that- Sherwood doubted the commitment of Jan Vertonghen and look at him this season. I doubted oh, the commitment of Jan Vertonghen yeah. though too. Uh, so because you're an idiot. No, I don't think it's unfair. I think that I think one of the things that's improved about is it because you saw a picture of him leaning against the wall and thought that he's a horrible professional. No, I generally thought his effort in a lot of games was it, it was pretty poor, Raj. I like, wouldn't have played for I wouldn't have played for Tim Sherwood. Yeah, but, I, yeah, but that's not the point, mate. I, you, you judge even a, before then, mate. It, there were plenty of players that gave you yeah, for whatever Sherwood you know did in training and whatever his his um, uh, shortcomings were. There are a lot of players who did you know at least exert absolute effort for him in his completely flawed tactical system um but, but he um you know Vertonghen wasn't one of them and and I wanted him sold that summer because of it and you know it's to his credit that he kind of like the the, the biggest improvement in him is not ability it's in his attitude um and you know it's what happens when you manage properly it is what happens when you manage properly but then like as a supporter you gotta remember no, he that's, was, that's that's bullshit man like you can't you can't completely exonerate the player because of the manager he, he was like, 27 at the time they've got to have a bit of pride in what they're doing mate as well like and you, you can't completely take that out of the what, what, what connection does he have to Tottenham to have pride for who's he the playing for paying him? his contract yeah, he's, the fact he's, he's an employee he's a professional doesn't mean anything it, doesn't yeah, but mean it, anything. It, 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 it does though because it's contextual look at like Harry Kane surrounded what do you by mean, mean anything like, Harry Kane plays because he loves the club that's a completely different thing Jan Vertonghen was bought Bale. for money for Gareth Bale then Gareth Bale was there since he was a kid he wasn't there since he was a kid he's like, like 16 just he was a child that's crap that's that's total bollocks. For Tottenham was just a he's just a bloke that plays for Tottenham. He's, well, he doesn't play for. But they're, Tottenham. they're all players that play. That are just a bloke that plays for Tottenham, mate. They, they you have to like it's like going to a job. Like it's like saying, well, fuck it. Yeah, I and don't if you like don't my... like a job, you don't try in it, do you? Yeah, and then you get sacked or sold in football parlance. You know, and it's kind of like at the time, Vertonghen was twenty-seven years old. He was approaching his prime, and and if someone had said, right, we'll give you eighteen million pounds for him, I, I would have taken it. Not if it was five or someone was going to take the piss out of us, but it was like if you don't want to play for our club, don't play for our club. Um, but you know, if you're let him be somebody else's problem, but if you're paying someone, you expect a kind of. I'm not saying that sort of, you know, Vatonga's level of effort was reprehensible. He just it, it there was no certainty. You know, I'm not just talking about the body language and that silly live that Anfield dugout uh, Anfield um, tunnel moment because that was just bollocks but just generally if you watch his performance like from most of that season even kind of towards the end of of avb um up until when he got injured um it was kind of well all right but then one of the problems that one of the, one of the biggest issues at spurs then was there were players there who didn't want to be there right and and he was clearly in bad form and he wasn't very yeah, good he, he was any but, questions over his attitude and his body language and things even if you you go back and listen to episodes of this from that exact time I found it sort of cod. No, I, I, I didn't, I I didn't believe in it whatsoever. Can't, I can't agree with you, mate. Uh, body language, I don't know enough about body language to judge someone on that. But like, you judge, you yeah, judge a player on performance. people. Yeah, but that's their business. But if you're judging like performance and reaction to adversity and things like the amount of errors he made, which you can't attribute to anything other than like... not Playing in a bad team. No, no, you don't, you don't, you don't make the mistake he did at Stamford Bridge because you play in a bad team. You make that mistake because you're not focused. You know, that's not got nothing to do with anybody else. That's an individual error. And maybe Sherwood has an impact on that. And, you know, a lot of other players are making individual errors too. But that was a kind of, for a player of Jan Vertonghen's ability, which we're seeing now, and we're, we're, uh, as soon as he comes back from injury, I'm sure we'll benefit from again. 
Like you just, that's not acceptable. Like that's kind of defending that you can tolerate from a Kyle Norton because you think, well, you're just not that good a footballer. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I, I don't. Um, I, th- I see a huge difference in his attitude now, and he's to be praised for that. But then I don't think it was because like, he's happy. I think. Yeah, but you know, it's. I, I mean, we, we we've all worked, we've all done jobs which we don't particularly like. But you know, you, you have a sort of a, a base level of professionalism um, where you think, well, there's a bit of pride. Speak involved. for yourself. Well, yeah, okay, but <laughs> you know, but then I, I, I don't, I don't think it's unfair. I don't, the body language stuff was bollocks. I agree about that because that was just sort of like sky pundits talking shit and, and sort of, you know, half-arsing, oh, he's leaning on something, therefore he doesn't care. I, I don't agree with that. But if you take that season as a sample um, and you take away all the stuff about Sherwood and, you know, what was surrounding him and, you know, one, a, a huge issue of that squad was application and Vertonghen was one of them, I think. Well, we can all agree he's fucking brilliant now. So. He is fucking brilliant now. That's all that matters. And in his first season. And in his first season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, and... Uh, Dare I say it better than all the world? Oh, <laughs> no, I'm, no, I'm no! Saying it to be, I'm saying it to be a better. Yeah. Don't think there's much between. I don't think there's an awful lot. No, to be honest. And they're both at the top of their game. But, yeah, uh, that's why they're so perfect together. Yeah, Kevin Vimmer <laughs> will be a great player in a few years' time as well. He will. He will. He's, 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 he's done very well. Player, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, done very uh, well. But and uh, Pally, yeah, I'm glad he's gone. Yeah. Um, um, I don't think we've got any other questions, so we can fuck that off. Have you right? Like did you questions. did you watch Ten Cloverfield Lane? No, Seb. not yet. You I'm going. I'm it. going. I'm going this weekend though. So if we delay that for a week, then we've already delayed it for a week for you, mate. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, just okay. All right. You so you're actually gonna watch it? This I'm week, actually then? gonna watch it, and by the time we next record, I will have seen it. I promise. Someone has asked who's better looking out of me and Jack, which I find a disturbing question. No, no, it's a bit weird. Thomas Liffey's deciding which one he wants to like, sort of look further into. Yeah, but you, what, that's a weird question because you, you both people can judge from themselves. Surely is that a question to you then, Seb? Because obviously we can't speak for ourselves. I'm not answering that. That's that's ridiculous. If you had to sleep, if you had to sleep with me, or Jack, who would you? Oh, no, no, that's the kind of worms that. No, 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 no. Just pick. No, pick now. No, that would cause a risk. Because you, no, but Jack, do you not agree? Because he's ruined our ten Cloverfield Lane chat. He has to answer this question. No, <laughs> I don't agree that that's, that's your that, punishment. Well, that's that's a rule that you've made up. Now, of course, I'm the boss. You're not the boss. You 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 think you are, but we, we you know we're just gonna we're gonna stamp down on this authority. Going to take back some of the ground that we've lost. That some we've of that oppression against Sub. Yeah, exactly. Be bold, be brave. Jack, Jack, stick with me here, mate. Go on, Sub. No, how <laughs> dare you? Don't bow just because he says it in that voice, Jack. You don't have to agree. No, I'm just, I'm just intrigued, mate. It's been no, nice. no, I'm not doing that. That causes all kinds of rifts. No, just answer. No, because it will offend. If if I say Raj, Jack will get upset, and if I say Jack. Raj will get upset, and or I might be accused of some kind of weird racism. So it's uh, no, I won't accuse you of racism. Not you, like Twitter. I'll be the, the like, brown sugar's not for everyone. I'm, I'm <laughs> Stop referring to yourself as brown sugar. <laughs> no, I refuse. No, <laughs> I, I, I will not. No, I'll not be voting in that election. Well, somebody's not very comfortable with their sexuality no it's the rift it's not the sexuality <laughs> it's a it's the kind of it's the atmosphere that will be created in the uh in the whatsapp group come on no no there won't be an atmosphere there i mean i mean jack are both grown-ups 
It's a Freudian slip. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, that was funny. That was funny. Yeah. Move on. Tosses. Um. Well, what have we? Have you watched all of Life and Death Row yet? Yes, I have. No, I don't even know what you're on about. No, you got to watch that. I checked on my Skybox the other day, and I, I swear the one thing I've got is like this one 90-minute documentary and you two are on about some 10 episodes. Is it on Netflix? No, uh, I play it. I play it. It's really, really good. It's, it's very thought-provoking. Watch it. What, is it just about people dying on Death Row? No, no but it's like a different aspect of Death Row and everything each each week you don't have to watch them in order or anything like that no they're, they're not sequential in any way at all they just um they are um they're brilliant they're really really well done bbc knock it out of the park okay i love aganda so it's, i always trust them with documentaries to yeah be, to be honest. me too i still haven't watched yeah. any of their uh oj simpson bollocks either that's not theirs that's uh america's that's um it's the same franchise as uh American Horror Story. Oh, really? Um, yeah, yeah, because it's called American Crime Story. It's okay. So it's sort of a. It's not. I've not, I've not. I've got all of them. I've not watched it yet. It's not. Um, it's not essential viewing. I mean, it's it's, it's fine. I'm not. I cause I don't remember the OJ case. Obviously, so mm, I'm weren't alive. intrigued by it. Yeah. So I'm I'm about um because I've heard how good the second series is, and because I really enjoyed Jessica Jones, I've started Daredevil. Um. About five five episodes into the first series, I'm really liking that. So I don't know if you. I haven't watched that. it. I'm so put off by anything with Marvel or Disney or Mar- or what's it called, Star Wars's name on it at the moment. I've reached saturation point. I am so bored of the Sim film coming out six times a year mm. that I refuse to acknowledge them anymore. I like it. They're, just, they're fun though. They're just, they're... But there's too many of them. I I'm with Raj on that. There are an awful lot of them, and I, I yeah. Just, and they've all got twenty trailers. It's like I, I've seen the trailer for Civil <laughs> War now. I've seen the film. Oh, there's a new one out for Star Wars. It looks like the last Star Wars film, just with a different English woman in it. Oh, it's like, oh I can't wait. I can't wait for it. No, it's just I'll end up going to watch it because my old man I want to go, but I couldn't care less. I mean, that last Star Wars film, I think the Statue of Limitations has been lifted on that one now. You've seen that film if you've seen the original Star Wars. See, I, I don't fully agree with that. Like, I get it, like, thematically, yeah, all right, there's, they've lifted quite a bit. But I, th- I think it's a, a bit reductive. I think it's a bit of a popular criticism, that, to be like, it's just the first one. It's, it's not really. Like... But it's there's one thing doing a homage, and then there's another thing essentially taking it almost beat by beat through and the other thing i don't get about the star wars universe is is there only one family why is everyone related to everyone where is it set yeah but they're all jedi alifax <laughs> yeah but they're jedis no. what so there's only one family who's it's allowed to be the jedi midichlorians or whatever it is <laughs> George, jack <laughs> jesus christ oh dear mm. outing yourself a little bit here the force. Don't. Whatever, Seb. You can't. You've declined to play me on FIFA because you want to play your own game. No, mate. It's not a contest anymore. Like, do, 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 do you want to publicize <laughs> our FIFA record, our one-on-one record? No. I can't remember. What you it can is. absolutely you, I, I remember only, what it is. It's tattooed on your retina. I think I've like three. And the game came out in what September, October. Mate, it's mm. not a good effort, Rog. But we know that you are like. You, a no, you, you, you don't have purchase in the FIFA world. 
Let's just Jack, move on. Jack, you can stand up don't, for me. Don't, yeah. don't, don't, don't reel Jack I believe into I, it. I did. No, no, Seb, you, you do need to be held to account for your, like, <laughs> your virgin ways on, on the FIFA. It's, just, it's ridiculous. Mate, it's just, this, is so, this is such persecution. The like, other I'm, day, just... you celebrated the fact that you'd broken your own scoring record on one of the training exercises. You you started yes, a conversation mate, with because yeah, you... I've just cracked 70,000 on the training exercises. Yeah, because you took so much pride. You've been, you've been ham- you took a day off work to hammer away at the advanced shooting drill. No, I didn't. I and didn't then, then we've got this sort of victorious text saying, mate, I've just... 66, but then 000. the fact that you you go back and you do it yourself shows that it hurt. It, it he, got you where it counted. You, you know what he does, Raj? I, I, I bet, right? <laughs> he, I bet he even like dials it back a bit when he plays against us. He does this whole, like, I'm going to play a Spurs on. When he plays online against randoms, guaranteed, he's Barcelona... Moves. Chucks it to yeah. Neymar and does all the fucking flips <laughs> and all that shit. Like, I I don't really play online. I like playing against he's you the, guys. I mean, uh, what's his name? The the rapper. Um, what's he called? The FIFA guy. KSI. Yeah, that's him. Yeah. Seven KSI, SSB and KSI. They're, <laughs> they're touch tight. Having games every night, that's what that's what it is. It's not the computer he's playing, it's his old buddy KSI. You're going to see Seb soon fronting one of these FIFA Ultimate Teams card trading videos. This is me, <laughs> my latest unpacking, whatever they're doing. I don't, I'm an M7 I'm 34 from <laughs> Bath. 31, Raj. How dare you? Whatever. How Once you've dare that you? Age, no, no, no. How dare you? That's That's outrageous. Like mock did, away did, the FIFA. You you start adding 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 numbers onto my age. Lines are crossed. Did you ever used to play Warhammer, sir? No, no. Did you ever used to collect or paint the miniatures? No, and the only thing I ever really collected was oh, the, there's um, some hesitancy there. Was the um I collected uh, the tiny uh, football figures from um I think from Corinthians. Oh, I had like the big heads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I had like eighty of them. I always found them. those grotesque. Yeah, me too. In a way, but like, yeah, they're quite addictive. And I like, I bought one pack, and then after that, you buy them in like little. You buy that you could buy them in news agents, and you'd always get like Jaime Marino from like Middlesbrough or someone like that. But you know, you'd um, yeah, it used to cost like a pound or something. They were great. Have you started um, your off sixteen sticker book yet? No, nah, I didn't really. I'm not really a sticker book guy. I See, I, I was I was gonna pile in this. Is like I I understand. Like I get. I don't. You know. I get it. Like, I get it. If people do things because they think it's fun. I've just been going on about Star Wars and I'm, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, I play like fucking PlayStation. And I'm 31 years old and whatever, blah, blah, blah. But I think, you know, sticker books, they must be stopped. Stop sticker books 2016. If you, if you, you know how like, you know, kids can show ID, you know, so they can't just prevent them from being able to buy alcohol <laughs> and so on and so forth. There needs to be like, age limits. You need to be ID'd. When you're buying things like sticker books, you know, and if you're over a certain age, shop vendors going to ask you to leave. That's yeah, that's, that's the way I look at it. Completely with you, yeah. Completely anti-fun. I know. I, I I shouldn't be. If people do something, it makes them happy. Fair enough. No. 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 I'm I'm, 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 I'm anti-fun. Bet best you did, mate. I think this that was. Uh, what did you What did you dislike? Fun. Did you really <laughs> people having books. fun. Oh no, I don't mind the sticker books. I, could, I didn't find one the other day when I was in um, petrol station. I wanted one because they had they had the stickers but no books, and that was annoying. Um, otherwise, I'd have got in there. Um, don't get me wrong. I had the I had the early Premier League ones. I had like 
93, 94, 94, 95, the Panini yeah, ones. Yeah, Merlin. Yeah, oh, Merlin, 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 yeah, absolutely. And and then the only one... Is it because it's the foreign stickers that you don't get them? (laughs) Back when it was Merlin, Knights of the Round Table, that's that's all right. Yeah, it's nice establishment. Yeah, it sounds a bit too Italian for me. Yeah, I know, but the the Panini ones are... Much better in their design. They're classic as well. You know what um, I'd like? I, I was, I was, um, I, I, oh, this is, I wish I hadn't started talking actually. Um, go on. okay. The, um, in America, you used to be able to buy these really like, uh, in cigarette packets, you used to be able to get, um, like baseball cards. Um, and I, I what is this when you were in the war? In no, the no, 40s? no. I was watching a documentary about it because there's this really famous one, the, the Honest Wagner card. It's like what the most famous baseball card there is. And there's like only eight of them surviving or something. And they're designed beautifully. They, I, I wish they, they, they're not quite. You know, the sort of the, like the nineteen twenties, nineteen thirties. They're not really photographs. They're sort of there's some way between a drawing and a photograph, and they look like that. And they're just. Is it a monograph? Something like that. I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll send it to you in the WhatsApp group afterwards. But um, I've always kind of wished they had those for footballers. Just really simple, no shiny anything. They don't stick on anything. You just had like a. You know, instead of statistics or anything like that, you just had like a one pitch and it was Alderweireld or something like that. That'd be, that'd be really cool. Um, so, yeah, I, again. Sounds like you're going to remortgage your house to buy one of these cards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or the uh, the T20 Honest Wagner. Or the, yeah, yeah no, no, I don't, know. I, I don't know what it's called, but it's, um. there's a really cool um ESPN, you know, the 30 for 30 series. Uh, you're going fast and loose with the word cool there, sir. No, it is cool. There's, um there's a, you know, the 30 for 30 series ESPN did. There's a, yeah. There's a short episode of that on this, and it's um it's pretty cool stuff, uh, in a geeky way, but it, it's still pretty cool. Um, have to take your words. No, 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 look it up. You you like the documentary, Roger? It's kind of your 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 kind of um you're a, you're a closet geek. You know this. I'm not a closet geek. I'm just open uh, just a geek and honest with my geek. You're, you're yeah. a raging geek. Um, yeah. So um yeah you and Jack you also love it as well in Star Wars so. So, right. um, we've all because we, we haven't spoken to none each other of us are particularly cool yeah We're just firing shots at each other there's friendly fire everywhere i've got this pent up animosity after last week's episode uh i just thought mm. fuck you both of you what's that what after what what do you mean last week's episode oh, when you ripped me for about 20 minutes you, you, you did 20 minutes oh, on so, me yeah. before you even got to spurs that is oh, outrageous what did we say you, uh, did you did you taking, agree that you'd be the the specky one in the hangover? You, no, no. Who do you picture yourself to be in the hangover? Yeah. You're definitely the specky one in the hangover. Hey, I'm, I'm <laughs> absolutely Bradley Cooper. Yeah, all right, mate. <laughs> absolutely oh. Bradley Cooper. With what head of hair? No, well, I, in, in in olden days, <laughs> I you know I'd say that sort of I could in the olden days. I, you were Bradley Cooper, did you just say? Give, me, give me nine months and I can grow the hair back. But it's um. What are you going to go to Belgravia Centre? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, my hair. I've still, I've still got the hair. It's just cut very short, so it still grows. So we're um we're uh, I don't know for how much longer, but it's still it's still growing at the moment. Anyway, got to say uh, if we're talking about last week's show as well, big shout out to. Uh, Salen Hussain for uh, oh, wait, the pussy, it, for the Pussy Patrol gif that we got. We um, um it, we we pronounced her name Jalen. I checked this after we mispronounced Jaylen. it, Jalen. So apologies for mispronouncing Jalen. Salen, Salen Hussain. It's me going full geezer. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Very nice. There you go. That's uh, yeah for the Pussy Patrol. 
Pussy Patrol gif. Wow, I was but, shocked, uh, Jalen, actually. Yeah, thought that was kind of a bit of friendly fire there, if I'm honest. Because there's no way that Seb's ever going to go on a multi-person Pussy Patrol. We all know he flies so low. <laughs> yeah. I went to pick Seb. up a cat in Wales. For fuck's sake. <laughs> a cat. Such children. Just, How was the pussy when you got there? Hostile. <laughs> Did you get any scratches? <laughs> that doesn't work as well as you thought it was going to. Oh, it's, it's, it's in the right ballpark. No, no, it was, um, it, was, it, it, it was actually... Very nice cat. It, it was a bit scared, though, obviously, as you'd expect. What type of cat was it? Um, it was a sort of tiny, gingery thing. Um, Tabby. Yeah, I guess so. Whatever the, the brand is. Um, but, um, not branded. Brand of cat, yeah. <laughs> like, Take it to the RSPCC no, if it's been no. branded. Uh, I think it's... RSP, no, fuck this. Move on. This is not good pod content. No one, No one's listening to this. Did I say RSPCC? You did. Like yeah, I was going to correct you, and I thought the then we're NSPCC and the RSPCC. Yeah, and then we're going to go down a rabbit hole of, of arguing about you know. If you went down the rabbit acronyms. hole, then we would have to call an RSPCC. Yeah. Uh, should we finish? Yeah, let's let's kill it. Just so. like you did in Wales. Yeah, mad bands live lab Bible. Did it. <laughs> right. Um. So listen, basically, if you want to listen to previous episodes, do so on iTunes or on Acast. I actually downloaded their app the other day. This isn't a fucking, I'm not paid to fucking say this shit. Well, no, not really. Uh, But their app is actually all right. If you want to listen to uh, something that you don't want on iTunes, the Acast app itself is quite good. So download If you were paid to do it, I don't think they would have paid for it. It's all right. Yeah. I'm just keeping it cool, aren't I, lads? Done a podcast. Done a fucking podcast, guys. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh yeah, I've done a podcast. Now you got you got to do it like you got to start casual to be properly vice. That's the best way. Oh of yeah, doing I just, it. just went and done a yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, exactly that. Nailed it, Jack. Only done you a two podcast, don't. didn't I? <laughs> don't sound like older men at all. Are <laughs> <laughs> oh, we appropriating youth culture, Raj? Sorry, he doesn't like it, Jack. Really doesn't like it. No, I don't mind it. It's just, it sounds like bit, it. It's, it sounds a bit bitter when it's not in text. It form. is fucking bitter. We're old. <laughs> these these nasty bastards in their youth. Yeah. What do they think they're doing? Exactly. Mm. To be fair, you agree that as well. So. Oh, you know. Costa. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There you go. Yeah. One there of us going? now. There you go. We've beaten him down One with our us. bitterness. One of us. I'm not going to publicise it though. Smarter <laughs> yeah. than that. Um. Right. Just come on, we're gonna win the league. Yeah, come on, Spurs. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.